Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. There is absolutely no psychological fear and you are beyond all gods. And God said he should send his one begotten son to lead the wild into the ways of the man. What does it matter? Our home, our nation, all the things we believe in are in great danger. Overtake, subjugate, and back to destroy another. The plane ride into the World Trade Center. Welcome to Idiotic Ideologies once again. Um, this is your host, Cindy Little and... Josh Fernandez. And today we are going to be talking about a very big topic that um, everybody's struggled with um, probably since the beginning of time, and that is good and evil. And um, what got us really kind of thinking about this is a while back we went to a pub talk on um, d- a discussion of hell, of all things. And uh, while we're not going to get into different religious views of hell, that was kind of what it was about. And um, people discussing good and evil and hell and heaven and um, the wicked being punished. And so all of that really kind of got us thinking about this whole concept of good and evil, and how this is really the root of, of conflict in our lives, and something that's definitely worth exploring. Um, Josh, do you have any observations about um, our talk from well, hell night the other night? <laughs> well, even definitely now as you say things, I wonder how many people automatically already have any kind of reaction, whether it's, it's, it's words of thought, I mean, it's images, or it's a certain reaction, or it's a certain, like, oh, my God, here, here, go, here it goes again, or just any reaction. Just, first of all, notice that in yourself. And then as we go through this, um, I think we're going to un- un- unravel or, or unveil a lot of pretty much this, this whole, uh, I don't even want to call it a concept, but this whole thing of what listening actually means. And um, so going back... At the brewery when we were talking, you know, we think we can we can listen so well. Maybe some people actually know that they don't listen well. In that moment with, with them, I mean, you could tell people that were genuinely listening. I mean, they, they were because they were quiet and they were they you could tell they were they were inquiring. They're asking questions. There's also people that will just keep using their ideas. So if, if, if I am, first of all, communicating with somebody and we don't have the same ground, if I am speaking from some, something that you have no intellect about at all, then in that moment, how can I even understand what you're saying besides just going off of, okay, this sounds really good. Oh, it makes me feel something. And in that moment, I mean, we have to then inquire about s- some words that we might get into later, but I would just 
put in this word manipulation and also this word corruption within, I mean, uh, just all of our, our contacts. And so even in that moment with myself, I found myself wanting to not listen be- mm-hmm. because I was, in my head, I'm thinking, well, what I'm saying is very logical. I mean, what I'm saying, I know that both of us could follow this concepts of fear, concepts of thoughts and motives. And so when you keep going back to your your religion and, and or, or even just you give this body language off where it's, it's obvious body language. I'm not interpreting it in, in any other way where you feel bad for me or you think that you just want to talk to me for whatever reason. I mean, there's this urgency there is what I'm kind of getting at. Mm. I'm not interpreting what you're, you're saying, but you have an urgency which implies you want to help me. You want to save me. You, you know something that I don't. And mm-hmm. I would first of all just start off with, something that's just so unselfish to say, I don't know. And I want to talk to you with this because you are also on these front, on the front lines in these trenches with me. Mm-hmm. And so am I going to then talk to you when, especially if it's, if it's a deep conversation about these things, which I mean, talking is just important regardless. I mean, it, it has such a profound effect on our, all the processes that make us a human being. Mm-hmm. And to, to come to somebody and say, look, I don't know, and, and I'm willing to just listen to you and find out, no matter what knowledge I have, that begins this process of thinking together. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important. I mean, it's a good way to start this off because um, we'll get more into ideas of what good and evil are and how important it is for us to be able to communicate with one another and not shut each other down and genuinely listen because I really agree with you I think that's the way forward but um, why don't we go ahead and start off and and I know you and I've already talked about this before but what is evil Um, I'm my thoughts on what evil is um, go back to St. Augustine from church history and he believed that it is something that's a lack, something uh, has broken. Um, people are essentially good, and they, through sin, they, they broke. He gives a good example of um, animals. You know, he says, okay, you've got livestock, and you have a cow that has been wounded, Um, the wound is not part of the cow. The wound is the flaw in the cow. And once the wound is gone, then the cow is whole again. It is basically good again. So evil is not something that's an entity in and of itself. It's like a cracked vase, you know. It's something that has been corrupted or broken. And um, I've always just viewed it that way. And so... What about you? What do you think evil is? What's the definition of evil? All right. Um, so to answer that question, and, and, and I'll get there, maybe not here, but eventually. <laughs> I do, I do, I do want to generally see just generally what human beings say evil is. So as, as I live my life right now, evil I can tell or I would say, and I'm, I would say this when I say I, please I want to reference this and say that this is when I say I it's it's or if I say we or if I say you 
these are human beings. It's 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 implied. It's it's all of us. Um, so we as human beings, I, wh whatever pronoun we're gonna put there. I mean, it's always in reference to all of humanity. So I see it with you guys. I see it with us. Um, oppression, a government, a government mm -hmm. coming coming in, a government um, taking power when, at its core values, it's trying to actually find the best system for people to have a certain quality of life. Mm -hmm. So government seems to be, be there. There's also maybe um, circumstances within where someone chooses to call home. And in calling something home, I have no desire to move away from it. And that place of home can be somewhere that's very famished, that can be very uh, have a lot of disease within the animals, pretty much implying this whole kind of word poverty or at least uh, starving. And, and that kind of thing. So w we also see in parts of the world where, yeah, people are going hungry. People are, are dealing with disease all the time. Um, there's also just inequality in general to, to people. Is it also, is evil something that we think is a force? And within that force, we um, take the responsibility off of ourselves. And, and then we're saying it's evil that, that that inequality just exists. And so from there, I start to make demons or I start to uh, find a religion or somehow I'm, I'm moving away from my, uh, I'm moving away from what I see and I'm trying to find a group. I'm trying to then ask what can I do. And I guess those are the, the, the big three, you know, shelter, and um, so evil seems to to have found its place within those things, right? I guess, yeah. Okay. I don't know if I've left anything out, but <laughs> if I have, uh, mur murderers, that, that's evil. Like this whole thing that I want to inflict pain on somebody or, 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 or yeah, or we talked mm -hmm. about governments. I want to have power from people. So it seems that people are always in the midst of that. And we don't, we wouldn't talk about animals or anything, but just keeping it on people that how people... There's this whole using of people, manipulating, killing. I'm, I'm doing something with people to get uh, uh, my own satisfaction out of it. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple things that, no, that was good. There's a couple things that you said that, that kind of make me wonder. It's like it sounds like um, evil speaks to people's motives, um, number one, you know, depending on whether or not they want to, you know, oppress others or murder or do these terrible things. Um, but you also mentioned that evil is, could be an outside force. So do you think that evil comes just from with, within us, or do you think that maybe it's an outside force, something that influences people to do bad things? Well, one can observe... I don't see a force. I, I okay. And so what I do see is that people tend will will think that they deserve something. If okay, so if I'm looking at the government, first of all, we've already given the we've already looked to somebody and said you are going to be president. You're going to be our whatever it is. Somehow somebody got power through a lack of something in the society. So who can blame that person at that moment for their brain to all of a sudden say, I know what's better for you guys. So l whatever I'm doing, trust me. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And I mean, we can kind of see that with, with um, any kind of group. I always hate saying religions, but religions, politics, I mean, any group in general, we always have to feel like they're, you are the president. You are the leader. And so what does that do to somebody in that position? Also, if, if people are mad at the rich businessman, that businessman says, well, I've put in so much effort. I've sacrificed so much time with my family. And so you guys don't understand. I'm not the one that doesn't understand. I deserve this money. This is what I've worked for. And, and I am doing good. I am helping the economy. I'm doing all these things. And then the people that choose to have their definition of what home is, you either stay there in that home with a lack of resources or you can pick up and suffer and move away from it and find something else. But I can also see the fear in people because people do not like what they don't know. That's a fact. If, if I don't understand something, I treat it less than, I treat it different than me. So you cannot blame those people for staying in a place or, or if it's, you know, any kind of natural disasters for them staying there. They're at home. They have found a, a peace there. And so where is all of the, I don't know, wh- where is all this stuff then coming from that says, all right, that there's evil with, within all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I would stop it there and, and think that's a good place to keep transitioning though oh yeah no no it's great it's yeah and that's really kind of what we're trying to to get out here and what you were saying you know about the businessman but i always see a reason i always i guess there's no i don't see a force acting i see reasons though yeah you don't see an outside force you know like a boogeyman or something Mm -hmm. the devil made me do it you know is is that a Correct. Yeah, and, and then you say that, and I, and I think about um, exorcisms and stuff, but I also take into account the brain is it can be very fractured. I mean, we know about bipolar disorders. We know about split personality disorders. Um, so I'm, I can always find reasons why, which, which then eliminates the force, because then what force are you talking about? I don't observe a force. If anybody right. says they observe a force, they're, they're, they're making an idea of what they see, of what we just talked about. Right. Yeah, and, and I mean, it reminds me of um, the philosopher Nietzsche when he said, all drives, what, what drives us, boil down to a will to power, a drive for freedom and domination over other things. And so if that's the case, do you think that our drives and our, our willingness to grab power can contribute to evil acts. Well, that's a good transition because now you're seeing. We just we just implied why somebody may, you know, uh, so this is a good place to to say you know with words. It, it's sometimes hard to describe what's actually going on. So we're, we're using the words, but what we had just saw is that there is there, when I use this word deserve. There is people in certain p- positions that think they, they deserve something. Even the ones that suffer, uh, well, I deserve to have my home, and I deserve to to want to stay here if I want with whatever's going on. But in the meantime, there's people suffering. So you in that moment, who who is actually a a leader or uh, wh- what is the word? To- to- uh, a totalitarian or yeah yeah who, a dictator. Who is being the dictator in that position? My kids are suffering, but I'm being a dictator and saying this is home. This is where I belong. The government people um, are saying, well, I deserve this. You elected me. So mm-hmm. now we're getting into where people are saying, I have a problem. I want someone else to solve it. 
and we've created these systems or someone has a problem and say, well, I'm not moving. I'm, I'm so there's, there's always at the heart of it, this pattern of uh, repetition where I'm staying in this movement where I'm giving somebody else uh, a power over my life and then I'm getting upset and then I'm trying to fight that, and, th- and so that's what we have. I am, or 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 the people that that choose to stay where there's um, natural disasters, or there's, um, you know, th- what wh- what are their whole motives for staying there? Anyways, usually we, we can imply there's gods usually um, in, in in it, or again there's someone saying this is my home, which to me is the same pattern. Your home, God, that the God is the volcano, or the God's in the beach, and, and mm-hmm. we're making our home close to there. You are saying you lack something. And if, if I move or you're, you're saying I'm also staying here out of fear. So we, now we're, we're, we're seeing this movement, which is not the words, but it's this movement of I have fear. I want you to solve this fear, whether it's somebody else or it's even my own idea of myself. Like we, we saw, we at least talked about where somebody just wouldn't take a journey. Either way, you suffer, but why would you not take a journey to where there's more food? But you're afraid. You're afraid to leave something behind. And so we, 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 get, we get this pattern of... Um, I'm putting my, my, I'm not independent. I need somebody to tell me how to live life. I'm scared. All of that is within that same movement, though. So not to get so much caught up in the details, but that movement of fear. I want somebody to solve that fear, but now I'm mad because that person is getting more out of it or they're not, they're not aware of the whole picture. So hopefully that, that kind of didn't lose anybody, but that, yeah. I hope we can see that, that whole structure there, though, where, where we're seeing the structure of where evil is coming from. I, I think so, and I mean, I think it comes, um, and we'll talk about Krishnamurti here in a minute and how that, that all um, plays out in our conflict with, with one another. And because and it comes from fear, and it comes from oppression, and um, so it's, it's kind of looking beyond that. It's like, what is the source of that? And, and I think and how many people will admit that? I mean, uh, give me your observations too, if you want. But how many people will say, "Well, I don't, I, I don't live my life in fear," or "I know I'm not oppressed." And it's like, well, if that's the case, then uh, what's different about you? How, how is your quality different? I mean, uh, yeah. please tell me because at this moment, I mean, we're we're all guilty. And then even to say you know, uh, we, we've talked about that, but um. I don't know. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll just say that. Yeah. We'll just we'll just put a pin in. I that don't want to get minute too confused. Yeah. <laughs> w- w- words mess everything up. No, yeah. like I said, it's a big topic. Mm-hmm. It's a confusing topic, but it's one like I said that everybody wrestles with. But I hope we can agree on that fact of fear. Evil comes from fear. Evil comes from putting my life in somebody's hands, like uh, purposefully to say. I'm gonna. Uh, I don't want to feed my. Uh, I don't know. To, to just put responsibility in somebody else and think that th- that's the way it is, or to think that somehow people owe you that. I don't know. I, f- I feel like a lot of mental health does come from that. To say, well, they're not doing something that I'm doing, or they're not. Mm-hmm. Th- they're not doing something, and so I'm mad. I, I am, and I'm gonna do something about it. Well, yeah, and, and I mean, I think it's it's something that they aren't, when it boils down to it, they're not getting what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the people that are expecting others to take care of them, um, and they are not satisfied with whatever that care is, they're not getting what they want. The, they uh, see somebody else the getting dic- something more, 
and then they're like, that's not fair. I want that. Yeah. And even if they're not saying it, that's the movement that's happening. That's the action that's going on. Yeah, they're not getting what they want. That's your reaction. Yeah. yeah. But you have food and water, so I mean, and you have shelter. But yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, mm -hmm. well, we'll, we'll, we'll keep oh, yeah. moving. We'll move on along mm -hmm. here. Okay. So, yeah, it speaks to motives. And I think I, I agree with you on that. Um, I, I think going back to Augustine, if evil is a lack, if it's something, you know, like there's, we're broken in some way, then I think that really kind of bends our personality towards doing, doing wrong. It doesn't, you know, we, we aren't perfectly good, so we're going to mess up and we're going to have wrong motives. So, but we can continue on with that in just well, a second. Uh, can we go into broken and motives or, or you can continue on that, but um, like what, what, what do you, what do you, um, what is this? Because at, at, at first glance, say something's broken, to me, it almost comes off as, as, as there's this idea. It's it's um because like what's, bro what, what can can we say can we infer that what what's broken with humanity right now? We aren't perfect. We aren't perfectly good. We mess up. We make mistakes, and um, so therefore we can never make a perfectly good decision. Okay, that, that's helping me because I would wrap it up with broken. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I agree that. There's this, uh, there's this crisis where, I mean, war, war automatically should just show you that nothing's right with the world. And, um, right. And Correct. then getting into motives, how do you see that? What, what do you, what do you mean by, okay, there's a. Okay. Oh, I'm glad you asked great. that. Great. I'm right. glad you right. asked, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> so on motives, how we tend to handle people who do evil acts, um, especially, you know, that are illegal is we, you know, put them in prison or we execute them. Um, and so how do, do you have any thoughts on the fear of punishment impacting whether or not we choose to do good or evil? That, that constant, hey, if I do something bad, you know, I can be arrested and thrown in jail or worse. Do you think that, that that type of fear has an impact on us on whether or not we do good or evil? I feel like that would be the word revenge. So, it, I mean, somebody does something and they deserve to have something done on them. I mean, that's all the same. I use this word again, movement of revenge. And then when does it ever stop? I mean, how to, to then take myself out of it and to say that I'm any different than, you know, the murderer or the person that steals how much are you, uh, that movement of revenge, just keeping that in, I mean, because this is a fact of movement. I mean, it's not, it's not um, trying to be ph philosophical about it. Like this whole thing in your heart to say somebody did something to me or I'm, I'm looking out and seeing that somebody has something different than me and I might use a, a whole bunch of, again, words to call it privilege or something like that or, or even... Um, my life, I didn't deserve what happened in my life. And so this whole movement of revenge happens. Now I'm going to go out and I'm going to try to make things right. I'm going to, um, which uh, it, it moves past the fact of life. Well, at this point, life is not equal. I mean, life, everybody has different lives. We're all born in different areas. So if somebody, again, with, with this movement of revenge is also this movement of jealousy. I'm jealous because Americans 
live this way. They go out and they just stuff their face. And the Americans, some will feel guilty. But to, what happens when I actually say, you know what? I am an American. I am here. It's okay to go out and, and have a nice dinner with my family. There's a line there, though, that when one's brain becomes conditioned now to start chasing pleasure. I eat one good meal, and I want to eat a good meal every day. I go, I go to the beach, and now I want to buy the beach. Um, and, and so there's that whole move. I'm probably getting on the head. But then also, I mean, I would just stick to this whole thing. Like, just look at yourself and look at the movement of revenge and jealousy and to just see how what, what does that do to my actions from, from that point. And, and to, to, again, go back to thinking you're any different than um, – people that, you know, blatantly steal and, and, and hurt people. Are you hurting anybody as you go out with this on your heart or with this on your agenda? Yeah, and I think you're right. I think that speaks to motive uh, again. You know, it's like, what are your motives for, for your doing what you're doing? But I'm kind of wondering, do you think, you know, we know that if we do something wrong that we can get arrested or we can get thrown in jail or, you know, we can get executed for our crimes. Do you think the fear of that um, keeps people from doing wrong? Um, I know it does for me. I mean, because, you know, it's, it's like <laughs> when I'm driving down the road and I'm speeding, and as soon as I see the cop, I'm going to slow down because I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to break the law. So I think that fear of punishment, at least in my opinion, does work for most people. I don't know if it's the, the best way to manage people's bad or evil behavior, oh. but I do think it works. So, I mean, that's kind of what I was asking here is, do you think that fear of punishment, of getting arrested or you know, getting executed if you murder someone, do you think a fear of that keeps you in line? Let's take it to the end then. So we have we have uh, we have all these things in place. Um, we kill the murderer, we execute him, and we have uh, a bunch of people that say that you shouldn't be killing anybody. So now there's already a conflict. There's already a me versus you. There's already these people versus um, them. Um, the person's speeding down, and, and there's a cop there. Well, now we're looking at well, we, that, that's the, the purpose for the cop, but why are you speeding in the first place? And, and looking at that. Or um, some people get punished, but you know what? For the most, I, w I would say there's no difference between them and between everybody else that has learned to hide their motives, that have learned to just become more clever with how they approach these things. Mm -hmm. And you may not be a thief in the sense that you take from somebody, but do you take from somebody when, again, we look at these forms of manipulation and corruption? Uh, am I... Am I manipulating you and, and taking something from you sexually? Am I taking from, from you something mentally? Am I telling you you're ugly and on all of this? Uh, and so we, we go back to this whole, almost this movement of revenge, this movement of jealousy, and nobody is any different than anybody else. Some people become better at hiding it. The brain has this way of survival, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to keep doing what the brain does. The brain is, has evolved to this point where I constantly say this movement of conflict um, this movement of revenge, movement of jealousy, all these movements that we think that, that we're, we're, we have no um, place in. Like, that, no, no, that's not me. But then when we look at ourselves, the, the, the steady gossip, the um, uh, 
just thinking you know better. The whole vaccination thing to for somebody to say that well I know I'm not going to get a vac- vaccine for my any my reasons and someone's and so there's all these ideas going along. These are, there's just all of these this split between humanity where it, it eventually comes down to I'm different than you. I I'm I am um, I'm not a part of that. Um, mm-hmm. But you pay taxes to a p- corrupt government. There's no government that's not corrupt. That's ridiculous to uh, would say think that at all. But because we know people, and they think they deserve something. You think you deserve something. You're out here working, and well, I work and I make I make money, and and well, you're working hard, and you think you deserve that money. It's, it's the same movement. Is that was that a good resolve right there? There you okay, go. I mean, you, what you keep coming back to is is motives. It's, it's so simple. This it's yeah. It's, everything it's in life ends up being simple, but we get so caught up. in What would you do? Um, you tell me, uh, or the other person saying, "I know." Or again, we're not communicating from a common ground as a human being, but I'm coming from a ground of intellectual philosophy or or my religion or or something you know nothing about, and I'm making you feel stupid, and it makes me feel superior. I mean. In, in, in words that that whole just movement of that so right. don't get triggered by the words but just look at just how you move through life and how you uh, you might s- you say one thing but you do another uh, I want people to respect my sister and not look at her but it's okay for you to look at anybody so in that moment you've already narrowed down your point of view into something and you're not looking at it from from the whole thing from uh, your your intellect from your, uh, in that moment something is dominating you your vision is dominating you your your sexual urges are dominating you and in that moment you're a hypocrite mm-hmm. yeah so there again With whatever it is yeah goes back to motives goes back to mm-hmm. motives yeah and whether you know how pure your motives are and I don't know that we can all you know I don't know if any motive is pure I was I Thank you for completing drop my it. thought. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that any motive is It's, is it's, it's distorted. Pure. That's the brokenness. It's I have a motive, I break the vase right there. You're right. Yeah, distortion. And now, a word from our sponsors. So, um... I re- have you ever read the the Lord of the Rings? Mm-hmm. It's no. You have no, you haven't. Okay, that's okay. That's and it's okay. a long movie. I saw the last one though, and it was great. Okay, well, you've it had seen a the bunch movies? of fighting in it. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> great, great, great books. The the movies. I like the movies. Okay, they were all right, but I, I like the books a lot better. But of course, you know, if you're familiar with the story, Frodo the Hobbit is tasked with taking the One Ring of power and destroying it. And so I, I ask, are most of us basically like Frodo in Lord of the Rings? Are we good at heart? You know, Frodo is, is very good at heart with good intentions, yet tempted by the power. He was really tempted, especially at the end. He did not want to give up the ring um, by the power that it gave him. So is yielding to that temptation, that power, what warps us and kind of causes us to do evil in the name of good? Um, I tend to think that, yes, um, you know, you start walking down that path, then you will most definitely be walking down the wrong path and away from good and, and towards 
evil. Um, another quote here, Cicero said that the inability to tell good from evil is the greatest worry of a man's life. And so a lot of times I think people start out with really good intentions and they go bad from the distortion, from the, the, um, the brokenness in us. Um, a, a couple of examples from history. I, I think of Manifest Destiny, where we started at the beginning of our country, and we thought it was our God-given right to spread democracy and capitalism and Christianity and all across the United States and, you know, conquer the entire U.S. And we just thought that it was this extremely good thing. Unfortunately, um, Native peoples were brutally murdered and put on reservations, and you know other groups of people really suffered from our arrogance and our thoughts on how to conquer our nation. But yet, the people that started started this out, they thought this was good. This is a good idea. We, you know, democracy is good, capitalism is good, Christianity is good. So we're just going to, you know, bulldoze this entire continent here, not continent, but this entire country here, and, and make it our own. But there was a lot of um, what I would say just downright evil and suffering that happened as a result of those good intentions. So um, I think the good idea was warped by, by their temptation. That's the same pattern still going on today. Like, start looking at things as patterns. And so to take yourself out of it is, is very arrogant. It's very foolish. And what can happen when someone says, you know what, I see the patterns and I see how I am a part of that pattern. And so then where do you go from there? Mm-hmm. But I, And you also said a lot. So I, I, I'm seeing this, when we use this word quality, a different quality of something. I mean, I guess this is a good time to kind of bring up the chefs. You know, everybody's got their, uh, see if I can explain this right, but everybody has a food. I mean, everybody is bringing something to the table. I'm, I have to go out in life and I have to uh, integrate whatever I'm bringing to the table, my words, my, just myself, uh, my, my skills, my talents, I mean, anything. Now, are you aware of, let's just go through a couple of chefs. I have one chef that all they do the easy thing. I just slaughter the meat. I, I cook the meat up. Boom, and, and there's your food. Here's here, you're here's talking your food. about a lot of food today. You must be hungry. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have my chocolate bar. I think I'm all, okay. Yeah. You think you're okay? Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, Continue. <laughs> uh, you have another chef that says, you know what? Um, I, I'm gonna make some better quality f- food. I'm gonna use uh, these ingredients that I know about, that I've been taught, that I've been educated on. I went to chef school. I, I can make a good meal, uh, and then bam. Eventually, you get to a chef that, that says, you know what, this quality of food is just so important to me, and, and I, I, I'm a chef first, and the, the almost w- when you see it with some people that this self-taught chef, the chef that has just been, been since he's been a, a young boy, and that chef just blows your mind with maybe using ingredients you've never knew about. They, they have a way of just cooking something to perfection, and it's just something you've never had, but it's just so good. And so what kind of chef are you? Are you putting time into the quality of food? And not only to say, oh, this is the food that I'm a chef. I, I know how to cook. I've been taught how to cook. Or are you going to say, I'm going to find something that's totally been done because I can see all of this food's making everybody sick. And so from that quality, 
what we what we tend to do is kind of what what we've um, what we've done here. I mean, I, I'm not any anybody that's not guilty of this. We use words, and we just feel we we keep filling the air with words. We keep going back and forth with with words. When we get down to what this means of simplicity. Of again, if I look at manipulation, I look at corruption within myself. I look at revenge, and then we all always bring it to this. Like, so what do you compare that to? Well, we compare it to a quality of love. All right. Well, what does that mean? I mean, so as a human being, can I observe with you a quality of love that I can observe? And where I'm going to send you is where everybody always says, "This is beautiful. This is magnificent. It's nature. It's." It's in the sky. It's in the way everything plays its part. Everything has an order. So within myself, will I first see that and say, all right, I'm going to first have order in my life. I'm going to first find out who I am, which doesn't mean the typical way. These are all things you've been educated on. The same food to say, all right, I'm going to just do what, it, what everybody says, the psychology of it, or to find out who you really are, because who were you before birth? And we can't observe anything beyond that. So you can't say you came from any other world besides here. So within that, but what I can observe in this world and with the sky is there's an infiniteness, not only an infiniteness, but there's an order of the way the planets stay in, in, in their, their place. There's all of this differences in different planets, but then we have our special planet. I should, I, I would not even worry about those. All I'm concerned with is this infiniteness, this process of creation and destruction. And then I look at the world and people and how we're, the magnificence of that life, of that consciousness. And from there, then we can start finding some, some truth, some clarity. We can stop being so confused because we can both be human beings and observe that. And from that, be like, okay, we, we call it God. We call it, even God is just, doesn't get the concept um, as much. But if you, if you were to actually say, what is God? I'm going to go look that up because words only come along through timeline, through through going through something, I come up with a word. And that word God is the, it, it, it comes from good. God happened first, and then this word good came. And, and it's the same word. It means whole. It means clarity. It means peace. Um, it means coming together. Mm -hmm. the, the, so those are the same words. So we already see that when you use this word God as a, I mean, people, us, when we use God as some kind of, being to, to make it into a being already is I can't observe that all I can observe is this word intelligence which means everybody knows what intelligence is it's when things play their role they don't complain they don't say that I don't have what the next guy has you don't see that in nature and which brings me I guess to my final point if everything's kind of mm -hmm. flowing good what happens when you look at an animal and the animal is getting torn up and it's, it's being eaten. And somehow you feel something in your heart that causes this disruption, this distortion in the fact of what's going on. And you want to do something about it. Maybe those aren't the words, but it's that movement of I wish things were different. Why, why is that killing? Or sometimes we even justify what we do with, with killing. So all of that's just the word. Even to say justify I wouldn't say any, anything's wrong in that, but we are missing the fact of all these abstractions and the simplicity to say, I can't do nothing about that. So to choose to suffer because of that, mm -hmm. what does that do to me? I mean, and why would I want to suffer with something I is out of my control? And then, I mean, because we've done everything before. So when, when I'm saying this stuff, please listen, because 
This is something totally different, but if you have not tried it, you cannot put an idea to it or a thought to it. To then, first of all, say, okay, I'm not going to suffer because of that. So then what do I do? Where do we go when we know that there's a crisis going on in the world, which has nothing to do with animals? I don't know why we study animals to study ourselves. But to say, you know what, that crisis, and also to see that I'm a part of all of that, I w where, does, where does one move? I mean, I... I, I you have to first get, I have to first get you so tired that any movement you make right now is is this word guilty like you which means you cannot get away from it that you are part of what is causing the conflict and anybody that says I am not part of that you've already made this statement that I know which gets nobody anywhere mm -hmm. and I think we can move from there so uh, i'm pretty sure you got some thoughts but oh yeah. i do I got, I, I, I got some thoughts no no and i mean and we've we've talked about this before but but basically it sounds like to me your definition of good is is looking at the whole i mean looking at that's where god comes from yeah I looking mean, that's, at, that's at everything yeah. um peace unity the clarity in your life the peace clarity, the calmness do you have calmness in calm, your life or are you angry, frustrated, even if it's not all the time? Yeah, and and that calmness and unity amongst all of it, all of the people, all of creation. Which means nothing. Just look at that and everything. stick with that. Don't, don't let, again, things start to react and start to say, well, what am I supposed to? You start to put all these ideas to what unity, you hear a word and it carries, again, this tradition, this automatic response. Words are very powerful. They are. They are very powerful. So, um, and... Here's something that's a little bit different here. Mm -hmm. um, we're talking about good and evil. Me personally, I do believe there is absolute good, and, and evil is a corruption of, of that good, and I've already mentioned that. But there are... Well, corruption, use the word right corruption. there. Corruption, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but there are plenty of people who, who disagree. And there again, I'm going to go back to, to the philosopher Nietzsche. He says... He felt that constructs of good and evil were actually holding people back. Um, that these are things that we've just made up. We've made up the idea of good and evil. And because things are always shifting, things are always changing, um, good and evil, what we consider to be good and evil is always changing. So you can't really say that there's an absolute good and evil. And so... He believed if we look beyond these categories, we can see man for what he truly is, which is basically somebody who's power hungry. We want to, everybody wants to rule the world, kind of like in our intro song. You know, mm -hmm. they, they want all the power, they want all the freedom, and they want to dominate over everything. I mean, basically, he believed that that's what's in all of us. That's in our heart of hearts. And he didn't see that necessarily as a bad thing. He just saw it as hey, this is the way things are, kind of like the lion eating the antelope out on the plains. I mean, this is life. Um, everything just is, and it requires no labels. But he also recognized that oppression, poverty, violence, all that really awful stuff that, that we've been kind of talking about, um, carries the, those things carry the opportunity of making people... Um, stronger it calls on what he says their inventive powers daring and spirit um in a way he this is how kind of from what i understand it's kind of his way of using suffering and what we see as suffering as serving a purpose so 
Nietzsche says there really is no such thing as good and evil. Um, what do you think about that? Do, do you All think right. he might have a point or not? Here's where, um, so th the urgency, before I go into this, is, is our brain and the way it, you know, th it, when, when we start talking about this, you know, you're talking about the whole now. So things are black and white, but things are also gray. Things are, um, let's, so th let's break the, I mean, everything interlaps when you start talking about the whole, but what we do at our brain fragments and our brain is focused on one point, whether it's outwardly or then we have to somehow come around the conversations and then talk about it inwardly. But when I, when we talk about something, can we just take in, I mean, I'm going to use that word a whole, but uh, let's give an example. So he mentioned strength. There's a group, there is, there's great power. There's a great sense of identity in a group. Mm -hmm. And first, and then also to mention strength is not a single individual to, for a single individual to say, I have so much strength. It, it's, it's not, it's not logical because uh, when we talk about real strength, who's going to actually move something or who's going to actually make anything happen? I can either intellectually to think that I am the one man that's going to uh, do something or to think that I am the one man or woman that's going to lift something when the more people that lift it, the more powerful. They're going to outdo you every time. The more people that intellectually come together, which is all the time, even Elon Musk needs people to do the work. So um, strength, first of all, we can see we've been duped to think that strength is within a group. Is there a different place where strength can, can I then, being aware of that, say my strength comes from beyond just a group of people? I am gathering my strength from everything, the whole, and, not, not, and to use words for it, I mean, it, it is the universe, that intelligence, which includes everybody, all the people. And the strength comes from the fact from the most weakest thing, which I don't need strength to be. Strength is not the strength or the capability to make a, a profound change or to uh, lift something heavy and to, and to make buildings. Strength is in that weakness to get rid of, to abandon yourself. You, just everything you, you uh, everything that you think that, that is, is real. To say, you know what, like we come back to it, I don't know. And from that place of just saying, I don't know, you will begin to then inquire seriously into things like love, which is a whole other thing. I can get into that, but I would just yeah. keep it there for like, what is real strength? That's why I question that when, when, I, when I read something, which is going back to this whole art of always doubting. You can go to church, you can go to wherever, but doubt in that moment and follow things all the way down the line, which means like when you say those things, I follow it down and I see where, where people again, I also have this compassion for people, not I, but we, to have compassion, is it to see that, to see that we are in this struggle of, we are in a struggle and I understand why that struggle has so much power and I also like nobody here is is guilty. Um, the rich man again, he he deserves that. He's sacrificed time. He's spent. He's put money into the economy. The 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 the, the president, the the person in, in in you know 
that's the head of the government or a group, you appointed him there. So they think something is special about him, the king, the queen, all of that. And so then from that, will I doubt it and say then, okay, first of all, I'm going to be totally independent to myself. How do I start that journey? Is that more important to me than going home and watching TV or going home and and doing what thinking I need to just sleep and rest? Yeah, you need sleep and rest, but you get what I'm saying. The whole we have stopped putting importance on finding out things for ourselves. And instead, like the chef, I'm going off of old ingredients, off of ways that make people sick constantly. But for some reason, we think that if we keep pushing harder into this, it's, it's the brain. It's, it's trying to survive. The idea is trying to survive. Um, the, even even uh, if, if a government like um, communist can see the fallible, the fallibility, fallibility? Yes. Yeah. Is that, that, that it won't work. <laughs> Everybody can see that they, they, they will be faced with the fact that this will not work. And in that moment, your brain is not willing to let it go. I've spent 20 years doing this. We've been doing this for 100 years. We're not going to let you win. It's an ego thing. It's a, it's a brain thing of, of uh, defensiveness. It's, it's motivation. Because how do you just see it? And then you're still going to say, well, uh, all I see are people are just arguments, arguments, arguments. Even though we've just looked at the fact, the logicalness of mm-hmm. But you don't want to. You want to still feel like you know something. Yeah, and I think I think that comes back to um, what Krishnamurti said, and he said, as long as there is conflict between us, there is evil. He also said that evil is the corruption of good, and good, you know, by definition for him is a lack of conflict. So as long as we have, and and this is what you've been kind of talking about throughout is as long as we have an us versus them mentality, there will be conflict and evil in the world. So I, I agree with that completely. I agree that number one, we were originally good. Number two, we were, you know, we're not perfect anymore. Yeah. We're, let's start giving the answers. Yeah, we're keep corrupt. You're talking. And uh, then, uh, yeah, but I'm just talking about this one no, here yeah. and, and then basically it's w- your motives. Are they selfish? Are they for yourself? And like what you, you describe as looking at just this one little fragment of the whole. My point of view. Your point of view, which is a selfish uh, motivator versus a selfless motivator, which is taking in the whole. Understand the rich guy. Understand the and king. And understanding uh, everybody and trying to eliminate that conflict, which is um, you know wanting to connect and um, bring peace and goodness. I, I, I mean, would you agree with that? Yes. Yes. You, you would. Uh, let's uh yeah let's just begin i'm not answering anything but let's uh, i'll give in i'll start to resolve this where um you mentioned we are we i think you said we're inherently good or we started good we started good okay so again the best way to look at things is i go to the very beginning or i i listen to somebody and i go to the very end with them and from that, we need to be logical human beings and, and say, okay, then I will move from that and drop that. And let's begin to bring a, a just a whole new quality of mankind, a, a literal new era of mankind. I don't really see a new era except for there is a certain point in history where no one can deny that uh, history is not there no more. I mean, with, uh, written language only goes back so far. Mm-hmm. So everybody, anybody can come up with details and theories about it. 
But I would still look at the fact of the matter that human beings first, it's inevitable that they came from a place of all I'm concerned with is food, water, and, and some warmth. And, and I have water to jump into if I'm hot. I mean, that's it. I'm, I, I don't want to die. Okay. Um, then at some point, man begins to say, well, I need to write things down. I need to build things for, for the king or the king said it. Somehow we began this whole evolution of the brain that what I have to say needs to be remembered. Or what I, what I have is golden and it needs some kind of um, conclusion, which means it needs some kind of, it needs to be concrete. It needs to last forever. The king, or you know, even people that worship some kind of king, y'all, y'all idolize somebody. We all do. Uh, you know, I don't, but yeah. Oh, <laughs> you I just had to throw that in there, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> I, I idolize intelligence. I idolize. I idolize the sky and then and that. That. But okay. Well, we idolize something. So either the king wants to build something for somebody, or somebody else is like, no, you deserve to be remembered. And we start this whole. Um, at the root of it, additive. I need to add to my life. The brain begins to evolve thousands of years, if not more, to add, to just begin that process. And I would just keep it on that because I think everything is in that. The whole mm -hmm. thing of just adding something, even if it's adding uh, your own personal touch on the world, whether you're a murderer or a killer or in Africa. I mean, everybody has their, their little regimes of militaries that are fighting for something. So in that moment, you're still trying to add something to the world to change it. And that's been, seems, as I observed, has been the whole problem. So who actually says, I have a house. We've been here for generations. Um, I w we have a farm. We're eating. We have water. At what point did somebody look at somebody else and say, wow, man, somebody else said, man, we eat chickens all the time or, or we, we have sex all the time or whatever it is. And someone's like, wow, that sounds like the good life. And then <laughs> from there, that's a good life. <laughs> uh, but you see, th so at some point, someone had a, had, had a view of somebody else, whether and then whether they thought the thought we're all connected or the other person told them how good this was we began a, uh, an evolution of the conditioning in the brain to just e add. And then in that addition, that's conflict. And I'll end it right here where, um, okay, this whole thing of conflict and evil. Is it that humanity has disrupted the whole order of life, which means life is meant to just exist. I feed, I water, I take, I... Take, I mean, us as human beings, we have this consciousness, so don't compare yourself to the animal. But I can see things the way they are, and within that, I am just dealing with my vicinity. But at some point, man became to be unfulfilled. But even as they travel, or actors will tell you all the time, they're not fulfilled. There's no virtue in it. I mean, interview all of them. They kill themselves. So even in that, you've already observed what's going on, but you still chase this you chase it and then so ask why is it an escape uh is it there's something in you that is very confused and so in that moment you have to feel like you need more than than what is you put things on pedestals uh as far as uh urges in life whether it's sex or whether it's like a family or whether it's it's something that you need to add to your life and then the uh, then the, and just coming back to listening again so now we've we've seen 
I would say that's one part of evil. And then the second one finally is why the reason nothing gets resolved is because when I'm talking to somebody, there is no, there's always the knowledge creeping in, which means even me, I was guilty in that uh, moment with, with, with people talking. Like as you say something, am I genuinely listening to you and following that down to the end? And within, within that also saying, I don't know, which everything falls into that psychology and, and the way they say you need to uh, have compassion for somebody and just listen to them. Yeah, you listen to them, but in that moment, I'm just following what you said. Okay, you said this from that, then what happens? It goes to this, and and we kind of touched on, you know, just having that innocence of a child. And remember, these are words, but do you have this innocence of you to just listen to, to, to somebody talking to you, however that interaction came, came about? And in that moment, you're going to drop everything and this word listen, listen to them because your ideas aren't going anywhere. So in that moment, I got to talk to you as a human being. And as a human being, there's things that we share in common that we can observe. And so am I going to corrupt and manipulate? You can go look those up and see what that means. Um, or am I going to drop all that in that moment and just listen to you and follow what you say? And as I follow what you say, we will see the inconsistencies. We will see the conflict come up and we will come to a resolution together that is just a whole nother quality. So in that moment, what I just said, nobody has an answer. Nobody's going to do nothing that's been done before. And so as you keep trying to become a chef and use the same ingredients, just be prepared to not to, to, to accept you make people sick, which means you, you make people conflict um, or, or evil or whatever it is, but we disrupt the whole uh, system, ecosystem of good, this whole life, what life is. So yeah, so it's it's looking at yourself, trying to change yourself, and make sure that your motives, in as much as we possibly can, make sure that motives are selfless as opposed to being selfish. And I mean, that's kind of what I look at it as the difference between good and evil when we interact with our world. And that is, you know, what what are the motives behind this? I mean, is why do this you want a bigger house? Why do you want yeah, more food? Why, why do you want better food? What, well, what does that even mean? Well, yeah, why do you want these things? Why are you je it's jealousy and it's a revenge. It's a movement of that. Yeah, and that can lead you down a bad path. And I could lead any of us down a bad path. And we all share that as human beings. So nobody's. Yes, yes. I will say, I'm, yeah, I'm, I am in that too. I'm, I can't get away from it. I'm going to always pay taxes to the corrupt government. What are you going to do about that? You get mad, you're going to throw a hissy fit, or you're going to say, there's nowhere else to move but psychologically inward to then, how many times do we don't even know what, uh, who actually says, I know what love means? I mean, everything's just, uh, we don't even know who we really are. We don't even know what love really is. And we just live life like we do know. Yeah. But I also believe, and um, like C.S. Lewis is another, he's a Christian theologian. Um, he believed that good and evil were, you know, he said some people believe, he doesn't believe this, some people believe that good and evil are equal and opposite. They become preferences. I prefer to hit puppies with bricks or kill babies or create a cure for cancer, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Um, however, most everyone, even in different religions, has a sense of absolute right and wrong. So, um, in order for that to happen, C.S. Lewis reasoned that that source of absolute right and wrong has to come from somewhere outside of ourselves. So I would say that it comes from God. God gives us a sense of what's truly good. How do we observe and what's God? Truly evil. And well, that's as, a, a, as two human beings, how can we observe this, this word question. God? 
That's a very good question, um, and probably a good question for another podcast. <laughs> but um, but, but can I look at nature and see how nature doesn't? Yes, I, I believe that you can observe intelligence and creation. You know, an intelligent creator behind nature. I, I believe. And don't that's make it so hard. Really, the only way to observe. You know the the possibility of God, and of course I believe in God, and you know that He's behind all this. And and then the second opposites always overlap. So to s- make things, if someone someone ca- has a belief that I'm doing good, you're doing bad, opposites overlap. I mean that's a fact. Look at it. Uh, something's always taller. Something's always shorter. So uh, th- do you think f- that th- there's yeah. n- it has no? It's an idea. Yeah. Do you to think say I'm doing something? Yeah. You're doing the opposite too. Yeah, so you can't get away from it. Do you think that good and evil are just the more like Nietzsche? They're just preferences. They're just uh, things that we say we label as people as being good or evil. Or do you think that God set down? Yeah, don't this label is nobody absolute nothing. Absolute good or this is absolute evil. Absolute good is unselfishness. Go look up the etymology of religion. It has nothing to do with a system. It has everything to do with. In, in a moment when I'm talking to somebody, am I, or in a moment when I'm moving with people, am I choosing to look at them without images, without thoughts, without, without all of this stuff that is mm-hmm. not real? It's BS just to just make up a love story about somebody or to make up, to be annoyed because somebody's talking louder or whatever it is, you make up a story or somebody's behind you and you, you in that moment of love, the quality of love, the calmness, because we can see these words, the, my calmness, my whole as soon as that gets disrupted, then, then y- you've 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 broken the vase. I mm-hmm. won't use the word evil, but you've because uh, what's evil about um, just getting upset because somebody cut you off? But to just recognize, like, okay, I had a reaction to that, but that person is just there's nothing wrong here. There's no there's no problem. We make the problem. We say it's a problem, or or just by doing th- yeah, we make problems. So I would say also say that that it's not about what you do. Everything, there's no problems in watching a movie. There's no problem in spending money. I asked where those things came from, but there's no problem in that. We make the problem. Yeah, oh, yeah, we make all all kinds of problems. So do you think that sense of goodness, that sense of selflessness comes from God, comes from the universe? What ends up just... just Where does it come from, that sense of selflessness? Well, I can even... I can share this with somebody where... It comes from looking past the fact of what is going on. Somebody cut you off. That's what's going on. They cut you off. They didn't. They didn't put corner you in a corner. They didn't do anything. Um, I don't know where I can go from there. Uh, I, I, at this moment, you know, I'm living in a house. Uh, I have my food. I then look at somebody else with better food, and I say I'm less than, or somehow implies that I'm poor, or you know, sometimes when we imply third world countries, like something's wrong with them. That's these are all this word abstraction. I don't know a better word for it. Just look it up. You you're making something way bigger than what it is. You're you're narrowing down. It comes w- whether you're. Um, Looking at it with your own point of view, or you're you're narrow you're narrowing down this quality of love, this infiniteness that, that's there to observe, and and the intelligence that made the world, made people, this millions and millions of you narrow that down to you. It's petty. So you think this selflessness, this sense of good and selflessness, comes from this infinite intelligence? Would that be fair? Uh, but I would also look at that fact of 
if I if I see something to not make it more than what it is. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. If don't. people don't want to talk to me, well, they're people. Uh, then I then I say I'm lonely, or but then why do people not want to talk to? Me? There's all but there's there's also what I, I hope I'm making clear that, yeah, I am I am putting a label on something happening. I, Right. right. I mean, I'm, I I am saying again. I I feel something, and I say I'm angry. But why are you angry? And look at yourself. Like look, look go all the way to the beginning, and not, and not just in that moment, because even in that moment, you've already limited the wholeness again, which is where the etymology of good comes from in God. So are, can you? I would I would challenge people because I can. Can you look at every moment from the whole from the whole timeline of humanity? Not only just you know these bits of suffering, but these bits of magnificence, the capabilities that we can go to the moon. So right. if you want to do something, you can do it. So do you want to free yourself? Do you want to make sure that you're op- you're doing good, or do you want to go watch TV? You want to be entertained. You want to you want to go to sleep. You want to um, I don't know. You want to be angry. I mean, there's great power in that. I understand that. You want to join a group. Mm-hmm. So uh, just yeah. caref- careful observation and 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 just see what happens. If you've never tried it. You can't say nothing about it. There's no thoughts to it. There's no idea about it. You've never tried it. You've tried what you've done before. There's going to be nothing different that you can think of because that's all in that consciousness. So how do you break free from that? And it, that, that, that takes careful deduction of, again, if I say what love is, it's not anger. It's not fear. It's not these things. So now am I going to go inwardly and, and start that investigation and, and begin to, or am I, again, am I going to go watch TV? Am I going to go play with my video games? It's right. your choice. Yeah. There we go. It's back to motives again. And I, I want to end on this. Um, and Nietzsche said this, which was very different than other stuff that he said. And it says, what is done in love always takes place beyond good and evil. Love transcends any classifications of morality. I tend to agree with that. If something is done in love, in true, pure love, then that is ultimate selflessness ultimate goodness and that can um overcome evil yeah, if you want to talk Those about jesus and you want to talk about god <laughs> talk about love and figure out what it is because we can say that phrase so then i need to find out what love is right and are you finding out off of emotion or feeling that's not lo- i mean th- that lies to you we already see that i can feel things because of my brain conditioning my trauma are you so yeah are you going to be the chef chef with the same ingredients and you know nothing's going to change just observe the world or find out what love is together email us find out i mean you want to talk i'll talk all the time so <laughs> let's find out what it is and first find out yeah. what it is by saying i don't know what love is if you say you know what love is that's your that's your deal so. explore explore together but um yeah good talk um i i I've, you know just wrapping up i i still think you know, throughout it, you were talking about we over, we overcomplicate things, and I tend to agree with you. Is we we tend to mm. overcomplicate things, and I mean these concepts may seem big and and complicated, but psychologically yet, things are simple. I yeah. understand math and all that, but but yeah, but at the heart of it, but at the heart of it, when you look at good and evil, basically it's you know being selfless, doing things by putting others first. Versus selfish, which is where all of that conflict comes in that Christian Murdy talked about, about envy and I have mm-hmm. to have the bigger car. Yeah, just look at those root have, words, revenge, jealousy. Yeah, I'm I'm mad because that person cut me off and You're traffic. afraid to die. You're afraid of pain. Um, yeah, yeah fear is in there. And so, um, 
really, it's one of those things that it's it's simple to understand, and but yet it's very hard to do, especially since we aren't perfectly good. And we, you know, I think we're a lot like Frodo, where we get tempted and we yield to that temptation and we end up walking down wrong paths. But if we can bring ourselves back to trying to be as selfless as possible, I think that is really where you can pursue true goodness and true love as opposed to walking down a path of um, evil and, and corruption and, and hypocrisy and causing suffering. So I have a part two of that because w- what you said at the end was, was good. Where, um, wh- why, why does the brain, we, we, can, we can come up with technology and mathematics and all this stuff, but something so simple as this, our brain seems to have like diminished in a quality of, of this uh, attention, our attention span. Uh, so yeah, again, just being aware of the brain too. And, and it, I think people get more stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the brain is just shrinking, like shrinking. at least psychologically. I mean, we can come up with math. You got your Elon Musk, but that's not what's important. I man. think people are getting more stupid. Well, yeah, yeah our brains has to be attention. Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are going to have to wrap up. So until next time. It has to do with one's point of view, I had to put it that way, one's, uh, one's sense, uh, one's system of reality. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.